It's time now for Flashback Friday. Let's go back in time. It's Flashback Friday. Let's go way back. Way back in time. This is Friday. You ain't got no job. Uh-oh. What? My time machine has been activated. Time machine? I didn't know you had a time machine. All right, Rupert. Prepare to time travel. Let's go all the way back to July 7th, 2021. Some of the leading topics in sports radio that day, at least for anything that I was hosting. Remember the Olympics were going on then? Kind of weird, but it did happen. Because of the pandemic, we had to wait a little while before we got our Summer Olympics in. And remember how there were no fans at the Olympics? We were trying to figure out, okay, how popular are these games? We did wait a little bit. I know COVID was still just kind of coming out of it reigning supreme for a while, but it was still, of course, involved. And the other question is, I'm interested for both of your guys' takes on this. I had the question, will announcers calling road games remotely become the norm once we start to settle into what is considered the norm in sports? How much did you hate announcers calling the game away from the live action? And how glad are you that we really don't see a ton of that now? Um, Man, I think I was just so happy at the time to get sports. It really didn't bother me as much. But uh, especially when you would have the technical difficulties that would go out and different things of that nature. But as far as a lot of times on the broadcast themselves, you couldn't necessarily tell. But, uh, yeah, I- I'm glad it's a thing of the past. I'm glad sports came back. I'm glad that crowds came back. Uh, and all of that. So, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting time to say the least. Fitty, I, I thought that they might have this become a part of even when everything got back to normal. I was like, man, they're going to want to save money. They're not going to pay for plane tickets for the broadcast crew to go out there anymore. But now even when you watch Summer League, you still have your play-by-play and color analyst out there. So they're still taking care of you even on broadcast as low on the totem pole as Summer League. I remember Dan Schulman would talk about calling baseball games yeah he had 17 different screens in front of him so you had all sorts of different angles they did the best they could at the time which i'm really thankful for but i'm just glad that's a thing of the past for the most part and now these broadcast crews are on site because there's just a different feel you can feel it through your television screen it's different when these broadcast crews are on site yeah i mean like obviously i did not like it um but it did provide some entertainment like i can remember vividly there was a Met game where Keith Hernandez was looking at the tarp on the field at City Field like it was just moving and he was oh, describing yeah. the wind. While I think they were playing like in Miami. So like it made absolutely <laughs> no sense what he was talking about because he was so distracted by what, what was around him. But that I was really concerned about that. Was that, okay, they're going to see a way to save money. Maybe if Ballard would have done that, they wouldn't have gone bankrupt. Who never knows? But they're letting these guys travel because it, it makes for a better broadcast having these guys in the building of the action that they're calling. Um, we can go to another lead topic that I had in the okay. NFL. How about Derek Carr? He was continuing to court Devontae Adams two years ago. This is not 2022. This is still 2021 on July 7th. And that eventually Devontae Adams would go over to the Raiders organization. But it would just be one year that Derek Carr and Devontae Adams got to play with one another. So I thought that was interesting. And then the last one, PFF, at least in 2021, PFF had the most likely scenario for the Carolina Panthers 
at being 5 and 12 at worst and 10 and 7 at best. Seems like the worst case scenario hit with the PFF projections with Matt Rule as the head coach. <laughs> and now you're just looking to get closer to that 10 and 7 mark with Frank Reich as the head coach now. Yeah, most definitely. And so, I mean, you just go back and look at hindsight and different predictions and things of that nature. But Panthers fans just have to be glad to be out of the Matt Rule regime. And now what seems like to be a very competent front office and coaching staff. You mentioned Matt Rule. I forget which publication it was that had this uh, today. In their preseason bowl predictions, they have predicted Nebraska to the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Oh, my. If he comes back. <laughs> do, the, do the impurities come back? Be because when he was fired, they're gone. But now do they come back if he enters the city of Charlotte again? I don't know. We'll have to ask Matt Rule about that conversation. Uh, let's go to 2020. You know how we had the big shakeups, the big layoffs from ESPN just a week ago when all the big-time personalities. It was probably just as far as a pool of talent goes. The biggest layoffs that we have seen from ESPN, and we have seen them from ESPN before. Well, it happened two years ago. On July 7th, 2020, one of the leading topics was that they had a new radio lineup taking place. Lebetard would lose an hour to Greenberg when he was going solo a few years back. And then Max Kellerman would go to the radio show. Think about how many changes have happened in the last three years yeah. with ESPN mainstream. Max Kellerman went to the radio from two to four. And then you also had Dan Levitard losing an hour when Greenberg was going solo for a little while. Then all of that changed, and Greenberg was just focusing on Get Up. Now he's the studio host for Inside, or when they actually do the NBA Finals, he's yeah. going to be on site. So, so many things have changed, and now a lot of these guys aren't even working there. It's crazy how much turnover happens with ESPN, and now we've even seen a bunch of changes in the Monday Night Football booth. That's something I hope we I hope we get to see some pretty steadfast broadcasting crews where we don't have all the turnover anymore. Hopefully we stick around with what we have at Monday Night Football just because I don't want to see all the change all of the time. It definitely feels like the mothership is continuing to decline, right? Like it's it's not what it was even 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, people like Wes's age were, were telling me that SportsCenter wasn't, is, it wasn't what it was 10 years before that. Yeah. So. Right. Um, it's 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 crazy to see just the way that as much money as they make, mm -hmm. they still have a hard time producing really good content. Well, and they have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, which is a good one to stick around, at least with Monday Night Football. Hopefully that stays for a while. What do you think, Wes? I was going to ask, too, was there anybody that you were completely just shocked by in that instance? There was a lot of big names. I was pretty surprised about all of them. It, it seemed like the writing was on the wall with Max Kellerman, who had been put in different roles so many mm -hmm. times. Yeah, I think maybe Susie Colber. Yeah. Um, yeah Monday Night one. Football Institution. Jeff yeah. Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy was probably the most surprising. Well, you yeah. know, Adam Silver asked for him to be fired, so. Is that right? Is that a conspiracy theory yeah, going on yeah, out there? Yeah. Have you, have you not seen it? I have not. After he uh, violently complained about the, the, the game during the NBA Finals, what happened to the game that I love? People think mm -hmm. that Adam Silver and the dookie that he is. Oh, I can hear it in Wes's voice. He likes this theory. Mm -hmm. I do. He but likes I, this conspiracy theory. Also, <laughs> like, if the NBA on NBC is going to make a comeback, if you can have Jeff Van Gundy right there at your disposal and we get the Van Gundy cast, mm -hmm. who's going to complain? Uh, both of them are so different, too. I love it. It would be fantastic to have them together. That was a very uh, interesting theory that you brought up there because I could see something like that happening. It's going to be a topic on Monday. Wes is going to bring it in. That's <laughs> right. Topic. All right, last one. Uh, 2019. July 7th. It's the last date I'll go with. How about four years ago? Crazy that 2019 was four years ago. But 
Kawhi Leonard and Paul George go to the Clippers unexpectedly. That was probably the biggest, oh my God, moment in free agency that yes. we've had in quite some time. When we had no clue that Ka- we knew Ka- Kawhi was going to go to the uh, to L.A. We knew that he wanted to go back to the West Coast and that it was probably not going to happen that he'd go back to Toronto. Winning a championship was the only thing that could possibly convince him to stay. But he's a California guy, so we knew he was going over there. Paul George came out of nowhere. That was so quiet. It was. Kawhi said, I'll go to the Clippers instead of the Lakers if you bring in another star. And so the Clippers decided to give everything up. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, all of the pick swaps in the world, everything meaningful as far as an asset goes. Sam Presti pressed them for the most, and then they got Paul George and Kawhi. Last one here as far as Flashback Friday goes. It feels like in the last four years it's the biggest That shot. was tremendous. I mean, I remember waking up, looking at my phone, seeing the alert that that had happened because I was under the impression that Kawhi Leonard was going to go to the Los Angeles Lakers and then the Lakers were going to start winning championships again when I woke up to see that this had happened. And as you said, Paul George came along with him. I was just blown away because nobody saw this coming. This hadn't been talked about. And in an era and in a time where we get information just at our fingertips all the time and things leak all the time you would have thought we would have had some semblance of this happening but we did not and so it was definitely a very shocking and it was fun man i like to get surprises like that oh, in yeah. sports is it the most disappointing tandem in the modern nba yes. super team superstar mm-hmm. team because like they have literally accomplished nothing together on the court at the same time i hate seeing it, it it's crazy to think that they went to a western conference finals and them going to the Western Conference Finals happened where Paul George was the lead dog and Kawhi was hurt. The Clippers actually got to a conference finals. Kawhi was hurt and it was Paul that was answering all of the playoff P criticism. Yes. So I, that's crazy. I would say duo. It might be Kawhi and Paul. Trio has to be Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Because when they did share the floor yeah. together offensively, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. Nobody could beat them. And you hear all the national NBA pundits, they would talk to their sources with every franchise, every contender. They always said, get ready for when the Nets are ready to go at this thing, when everybody's healthy. Nobody's going to be able to beat them. Brooklyn's going to be too talented, and they're just going to run away with this NBA title. But they couldn't because Kyrie's kind of nutso, because James Harden was out of shape at some of these spots, and Kevin Durant had a loyalty, despite working really hard, to Kyrie Irving. It just was a perfect storm of nonsense, and eventually it broke up within a couple of years. Yeah, it's very disappointing because the thing with the Clippers is just every time you look up, one of them or both of them is out, and it's so frustrating because I really thought that once they got together, I thought the Clippers would win the championship. I did too. Like I, I, I did. It. I was like, they're going to win this thing, and then the fact that they just can never seem to get right is very frustrating. I pretty much dismissed Kawhi Leonard at this point because every time you look up, there's some injury. He's missing games here, games there. I don't even really care uh, about the team anymore. And then, like you said, with the Nets, that was another team that I predicted to win a championship. And I thought that they would be unstoppable, and it was just not to be.